Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And we're going to have so much fun today because we're going to be talking about things that are absolutely positively critical for your business that people forget to do, or they think, oh, it's really not that important, or they don't know how to do it. Um, You know, that's the other thing is some of these, these things that we might end up talking about are things that people are just like, really? I should be doing that? Yeah. Yeah, you should be doing that. So please join me in welcoming Natasha Davis to our program today. Welcome, Natasha. Thank you so much, Deb. I'm really excited to be here, and I am looking forward to sharing so many golden nuggets to support uh, all of our entrepreneurs and business owners. Thank you. I love it. I love it. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you, and then we'll dive into this. So Natasha Davis is a branding strategist and corporate trainer. As a certified expert in email and social media marketing, branding, speaker, and trainer, she thrives on fixing problems and eliminating frustrations for companies and their executives. Over the past 13 years, Natasha has worked with several companies, government agencies, and small business owners to assist them in enhancing their brand equity, brand loyalty, customer satisfaction, and marketing strategy through the power of impactful branding. Her clients affectionately refer to her as the chief visionary because of her ability to quickly identify issues, find solutions, get results, and improve outcomes. Through the application of her brand first principle and proactive pivot strategy, clients experience on average 30% increases in cash flow and profit margins. Additionally, Natasha is the author of Get Grounded, Stay Grounded, and hashtag Be Unleashed. Unleash your millionaire mindset and build your brand. So again, Natasha, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oftentimes when you start hearing these things, uh, you're wondering, huh, did all that? (laughs) I know, I know. Don't you love it when we hear our own bios? It's like, ooh. That sounds pretty impressive. And, you know, one of the things that you talk about in your book, um, so I did read Be Unleashed, Unleash Your Millionaire Mindset and Build Your Brand, is we got to brag about ourselves. Um, You know, and and, I mean, that's one of the things, especially as women, we have a hard time with, right? Because we're told we have to be ladylike. It's not polite. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, we we don't brag about ourselves. But speaking of that, I want to know how you got to where you are today and how you discovered that this is your passion in life. You know, I took an interest in. Interesting journey. I didn't take the normal routine uh, journey that most people think. Mm -hmm. I did not work in corporate and all that mm -hmm. good stuff. I actually, my my first life, um, I'm a registered nurse, professional registered nurse, Mm -hmm. and I worked in emergency room and trauma for many, many years. Um, As a child, I knew that I was going to be a nurse. So I I had no questions about Mm -hmm. that. However, a couple of years into being nursing, I realized 
there was another key. I got bit by the entrepreneurship bug. Mm-hmm. And I fought for a little while. I did fight that for a while because mm-hmm. I thought something has to be wrong. Uh-huh. Why is it that I want this entrepreneurship thing? I'm a nurse. Well, fast forward in, I crossed over and went 100% into full-time business. Mm-hmm. And I realized that the journey I took was really, I at the point in nursing, I was saving lives. And now at the point in business, I'm saving companies. Right. And so I'm still in the life-saving business. Mm-hmm. I'm just on a different perspective mm-hmm. of it. So that's the journey that I took. Mm-hmm. I've never worked in corporate. Um, and that also was interesting because when you step into a new territory, you mm-hmm. uh, naturally begin to question yourself. You begin to right. wonder if you're qualified mm-hmm. and if you're capable. And then also as a woman, truth be told, guys, I'm telling you, women, we have, we got a different, we got different struggles. And as a woman, we have so much more to deal with and we have mm-hmm. so many more emotional things to deal with and so much more head chatter mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. to to address and to deal with. And so that's one of the things I had to deal with making sure that I reminded myself that I am capable and I am qualified Mm -hmm. to be in this particular role to support other companies. So that was a very interesting journey, but I am Mm -hmm. so thankful uh, that for that journey, Mm because it's taught me to be really great at what I do, but it's Mm -hmm. also taught me to have empathy and understanding for when someone is in that place where they Mm -hmm. need to shift out of it. Right. Right. And and that, I think, comes from that nursing background, that healing background of, you yeah. know, wanting really to make sure that you're helping someone and helping them get past this. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the thing about it is I tell people business is hard. Mm-hmm. Okay, business is hard. You can have some really great days and you can have some really rough days. Um, but business sometimes can be very challenging. And also the further you grow in business and the more that you advance in business, it gets lonelier at the top. Right. It gets lonelier because now you're really beginning to separate yourself from the pack mm-hmm. and um the norm and really disrupting the mm-hmm. society and, and things of that nature. So it does get lonely at the top. Mm-hmm. And if you don't really have your footing. And you don't have in like a foundation for mm-hmm. what you're doing and why you're doing it and mm-hmm. really put some put some structure to it. It can it can overwhelm you to the point where you will you will not love business and right. um, you'll run from it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you'll think uh, I can go back to corporate America. I can go back to nursing. Um, and, you know, yeah. we can go back to whatever it was. And, you know, it, it was interesting because in, in your book, you were talking about that, you know, you did. There was kind of always that little thought. I can go back mm-hmm. to nursing. Um, I did the same thing when I launched my business. It was, <laughs> oh gosh, 25 years ago. And, yes. you know, and, and I did the double thing. You know, I, I had a job with a, a corporation. Yeah. We were lobbyists. That was a very interesting job. Um, interesting. And, and we also did public relations for companies. And, and so it was very cool. But I thought, you know, let's, let's, let's try being, you know, an, an entrepreneur. So mm-hmm. as, as, you know, I, I was talking with someone about it and as she put it, I was playing at having mm-hmm. my own business yes. and it was yeah. like, oh, and, <laughs> and she said, you know, until I had to make it work, I wouldn't mm-hmm. make it work. And, you know, and, and so, and it's, it's, you know, we'll kind of add to, to the you know, the pictures. It was like, you know, I'd gone to the diving board. I jumped off, but I grabbed on with my little fingernails <laughs> and I wasn't going to let go. Um, mm-hmm. And partially because I really liked who mm-hmm. I was working with um, the work, uh, you know, that was, was, you know, could come and go, but right. I really liked the people and the thought of telling them that I was leaving really was you know, one of the things that held me back, but you know, it's, it, it is one of those things that when we decide to launch our own business and, and become an entrepreneur, small business owner, 
that little voice in our head and those little voices outside our head, right? Our support system always is telling us, you know, you can go back to a real job. Job. Yes. (laughs) Don't forget the real job attachment to it. You know, you have to, I, I, I tell you, it's so funny because, um, I too did the the one toe in, mm-hmm. one toe out, and only because I thought that I felt like a hypocrite and I felt like a traitor. You know, you went to school to get a, become mm-hmm. a, a nurse, and you love nursing, right? right? I'm telling myself, mm-hmm. girl, what are you doing? You love nursing. Mm-hmm. This is what you mm-hmm. wanted to do from a young young age. You know, you had this status and these, you know, this recognition, mm-hmm. and and then you're thinking, well, you're such a traitor because you're leaving this industry that and this career that right. you built and you love, mm-hmm. and never. Let's not talk about the student loans that you have to. Oh pay yeah, back. yeah, that you're still and thinking, so, oh my gosh, how can I leave and not have you know, not even be it, right? be paying on them and not even be doing that anymore and not do that. And so I I had that. I was convincing myself about that, but then I also had the fear of what if. Mm-hmm. I don't succeed. What right. if I'm not good at this? Mm-hmm. What if all those what ifs mm-hmm. kept coming up? And so I was so afraid. And um, to be honest, um, and, and you know, as I talk about in my book, Be Unleashed, it wasn't until I was literally pushed off the cliff. I mean, I was pushed off the cliff out of mm-hmm. being in full-time biz, uh, right. full-time workforce mm-hmm. because it, for the first time ever mm-hmm. in my life, I got a pink slip. Yeah, I didn't, oh. and, and I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. I've heard of it, but yep. I didn't know that the slips were really pink. Uh-huh. Like it, it was it really pink. Uh-huh. And so I get this pink slip, and my first thought was, "Oh, good! Now I can actually go do the business." Mm-hmm. You know, because that was my first thought, mm-hmm. and I I didn't have that overwhelming feeling of, oh my gosh, what's happening Mm -hmm. until I was sitting in my home office. And at the time, this was 18 years ago, I'm sitting Mm -hmm. in my home office and, you know, we had our phone on the desk, you know, Mm -hmm. because that's what real business people had. We had the roller Mm -hmm. deck, had the phone Mm -hmm. on the desk and I'm sitting there waiting for this phone to ring. And the phone did not ring. And I would Ooh. pick the phone up. I, I yeah. checked. Is to it still connected, it right? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. Why is the phone not ringing? You know, mm-hmm. if, if you know, if you build it, they will come, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. If you build yeah. it, they not necessarily come. Mm-hmm. You have to go get them. And so the reality check then hit me at that point. You are not a hunter. Mm-hmm. You have no idea what it is to hunt for business. Right. That's what you're afraid of. Mm-hmm. And because I didn't, I, the nursing career, mm-hmm. I didn't have to go hunt for patients. Right. The patients came to you. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. And so here I am, you know, with, with all this education and all this mm-hmm. excitement and this, yeah, I can mm-hmm. do it. And all this time, mm-hmm. all this time. And I sat there and I realized, okay, this is not working and I have mm-hmm. to figure something out. And so mm-hmm. of course I, I had to go learn how to do real business. And it was at that particular ju- journey where I realized there's actually a difference between being self-employed and, and being a business owner. That right. was my first reality mm-hmm. check. Mm-hmm. And I realized all I was doing was being self-employed and being a solopreneur. Mm -hmm. And that was financially hurting me because Mm -hmm. I I was, I was racking up bills as if I was a a full enterprise. Mm -hmm. I was racking up some sizable Mm -hmm. bills and and here I am with, with this business that was not paying me. And so those types of things will crush your, your, Mm -hmm. your drive, your creative Mm -hmm. spirit. It'll, it'll really cripple you if you don't get a handle on it. And Mm -hmm. so um, I, I made a decision. Okay, you have to get it together. And so I started to pay attention to learning and understanding the difference between being 
a self-employed person mm-hmm. and being a businesswoman. And I made a lot of changes so that I mm-hmm. would be a businesswoman and, and be paid accordingly. Mm-hmm. That was a big change for me. Right. You know, and, and it, you've got a chapter in your book about myths. And, you know, I think, you know, some of those are, you know, hey, we're going to immediately be successful because what oh. our idea, our product, our service is absolutely fabulous, right? And, well, and maybe we, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, we've been doing it as a hobby, maybe. Or people said, mm-hmm. oh, Natasha, you should go and do this. You'd be great at it. But then, of course, you, they don't return your phone calls then when you're saying, hey, I got this business. Um, and we also, the, the whole money aspect doesn't really yeah. sink into us. Um, you know, that that in order to start a business, it takes money. Um, you know, and 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 you know, no longer can we go to banks and say, hey, I've got this great idea. I'm a give nice me, person. Me give me money. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they're like, me. yeah, right. Don't let the door hit you. Right. Um, you know, and, and so we end up financing it on our own, you know, and 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 depending on what you're doing, um, you know, obviously that the things are right. But I mean, there are some basic costs that you absolutely have to do. You know, yeah. you there are legal steps you need to take to um to actually be a business. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll file with the Secretary of State, mm-hmm. uh, you know, do it, which varies from state to state, you know, all of those various things. Um, but then there are, you know, there's the other things and you talk about this in your book. Mm -hmm. (coughs) I got a frog in my throat. Um, (laughs) Right. In this day of COVID, you know, you cough three times, everybody goes, yeah. Um, Oh my God. Do you have COVID? Right. Right. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Um, I should have my mask on. Right. Um, And so, you know, you need a website. Now there's really pretty inexpensive ways to do that. Um, And, um, you know, we, we need business cards. Eh, Okay. I haven't networked in almost a year. So maybe I'm, you know, that, that could go further down on the list, but there are things from a financial commitment that you have to do, Um, you know, and, and I think that's one of the hard facts of life for a lot of people is they don't realize Oh my God! Wait a minute, Secretary of State. Who is that? Yeah, well, yeah. Why do I need to talk to that uh-huh. person? Uh-huh. You know, society also has confused. Um, you know, society has also confused and misguided um, people that are entering into business, mm-hmm. and and because between you know trying to ramp up marketing and trying to get people to come over, and mm-hmm. you know they they water down and they omit really important information, mm-hmm. and um, which you know can be credit to advertising, right? So mm-hmm. I, I right. want to do this advertising. I got to get to the masses. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say something that's going to peak the masses. Because see, remember, most people won't get a hundred percent into anything. Right. Most people will never put get a hundred. Mm-hmm all in and 100% to anything. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people um, really believe that they can take a quick fix microwave, you know, approach to, to mm-hmm. success. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to happen that right. way. It, it's never happened that way. Even mm-hmm. if someone won the lottery and they won $2 million, mm-hmm. if they don't have a roadmap and a plan and for five days, they're going to be broke, vision, in, broke mm-hmm. within mm-hmm. a very short period of time. So unfortunately the marketplace has confused and misguided business people because they, they come out with this. You don't need any money. Mm-hmm. to start a business. So the first thing I, I really did, I realized, okay, that's a lie because you mm-hmm. need money. You right. need money to, like you said, register the business with the secretary of state to be a real entity. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Right. And number two, you need money to somehow let people know that you are available for right. hire or mm-hmm. your product is available for purchase mm-hmm. in whatever capacity. Mm-hmm. If you you know, if you get a, in this day and age, let's talk about where we are today. Mm-hmm. First of all, the cost 
to, to get the recognition and to get the attention and to get market entry mm-hmm. is a lot more than what it was five years ago, right. let alone 10 years mm-hmm. ago. However, it's easier. Mm-hmm. It's easier to get to get market entry, but it's more expensive. So between Facebook ads, Instagram ads, mm-hmm. YouTube ads, online ads, getting mm-hmm. Google Analytics, getting a real website up, putting money behind SEO, you have to do all these things. Mm-hmm. You can get now you can get digital business cards. So I don't want a real business card. I'll get a digital business card. Mm-hmm. Well, that stuff costs money. Right. And if you have a certain phone, if you need an app, guess what? You got to pay money mm-hmm. to download right. the app right. so it can function. So um it's easier to get market entry, mm-hmm. but it's more expensive now because before you could get away with a business card. You can uh, get away with registering your business. Mm-hmm. And you probably didn't really need a website because you would just say, I'm on Facebook or I'm right, on, right. You know, I've got a Facebook page. Nowadays, people look at you like you're crazy. Like mm-hmm. you got a what? Mm-hmm. And, and again, people that have home offices, I have a home office. Mm-hmm. I've had a home office since I've started business. I've also had an outside office mm-hmm. because of COVID. We recently closed our outside office mm-hmm. because no one's theirs. It's right. So why pay for it? Yep. I pay for it. Mm-hmm. However, back in the day, you went to where? You went to the local coffee house, yep. or Starbucks or something. Mm-hmm. And you had you can't just sit there. So you have to no. either back. So there was money. Mm-hmm. There's money being spent. Mm-hmm. But here as a home office in this day and age, when you register your business as a real entity with you know and stuff like that, and you get mm-hmm. your EIN number from the mm-hmm. IRS, okay. Here's what happens. Your business has been flagged now. So mm-hmm. if you do not pay taxes, mm-hmm. you have to pay business taxes to get right. a business license mm-hmm. based on the revenue that you earned. Mm-hmm. Every state, every every state and county mm-hmm. is different. So say, for instance, you start your business four or five years ago mm-hmm. and you never went and got your business license. Mm-hmm. And then you want to go after a certain contract or something comes right. up because it's illegal not to do it. And you have to go. You realize mm-hmm. once you go, they have the ability to track you back five years. Right, and right. now you have to pay for five years plus mm-hmm. It's crazy. So mm-hmm. even though you can get your business up mm-hmm. and running, so it's more expensive, but mm-hmm. it's easier. It's mm-hmm. more you know accessible. So starting a business without money is an absolute farce. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that people have to remember, even if you threw $100,000 at the business, if you don't have the knowledge, you're right. going to fail. So you got to have money and knowledge. So in order mm-hmm. to grow and scale a business, you got to have knowledge. Mm-hmm. And then of course you have the money. So you know what to do with the resources and do it effectively. Right. right. And, and of course the, the problem with the, the, the knowledge is we all know, okay, I can do X. So, you know, let's, you know, a, a landscaper, you know, the, the landscaper knows I know how to do landscaping. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to design a website. Well, you know, I mean, for the most part, they don't know how to do social media. They don't know how to network. Um, They don't know how to manage employees because, you know, if you're going to have a company like that, you're probably going to have employees. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. there's, there's all of these other things that when we were an employee, we didn't have to know those things. Right. And, and now all of a sudden it's like, oh, I have to know all of those things. What do you mean I have to invoice? Um, you know, and 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 then I have to nag them to pay the invoice, or worse, you know, I have to do a contract, a proposal. You have to get insurance, and and so you know, a lot of small businesses. I think I think that's why they all you know so many fail. You know, about what fifty percent fail 
because it just gets yeah. overwhelming. Um, you know, they, they really, really realize, but, but I just wanted to plant flowers. <laughs> I just, right. I just want to cut grass and cut and plant flowers, yeah. but you know, that's the thing. And statistically, that's what they said. The average small business mm-hmm. that starts, they fail within the first three years. They're, right. they're completely gone. Mm-hmm. And and we're talking, we're not talking about because of an economic crisis. Right. This was pre-economic yeah, crisis. No COVID. <laughs> There's no economic crisis. There's no pandemic. We're could, we're talking about even before. Mm-hmm. On an average, within the first three years, startup companies fail. And the main reason they failed was because one, they could not scale that business. Mm-hmm. They did not know what to do to sell their products and right. services and they mismanaged money. Mm-hmm. If they make it to five years and beyond, mm-hmm. if they're making it to five or to five to ten years, the average small business that has surpassed that five year mark, the they only generate less than a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars a year. They're averaging about sixty mm-hmm. to seventy thousand dollars right. in revenue a year. Now here's what I will say to that. If you have a if you have worked in any professional setting or any work environment, mm-hmm. Your salary when you worked in the workforce mm-hmm. averaged anywhere from fifty to seventy-five thousand right. dollars, mm-hmm. pretty much average. Mm-hmm. So when now you have a business and you have all these expenses and on paper you brought in seventy thousand, mm-hmm. that means you actually took home way less. You probably took right. home all of the thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So it's it's in the best interest of a business owner one to get help, mm-hmm. right? Get help to understand how to navigate the world of business, Mm -hmm. but also the goal has to be not only do you grow the business to the point that you can generate your replace your salary, Mm -hmm. but you have to at least two to three X that because you have other things that have to get paid Mm -hmm. as well. Right. You know, and Mm -hmm. you, I'm sure you've talked to folks like this. I definitely have. Why'd you start your business? Now they dance around it. They dance around it. But the reason was because I was going to get rich. Right. You know, oh, I yeah, could yeah. do it get, better. I want to be my own boss. I want to be my own boss. Yeah. I want to control my own time. I want to be free. Right. Right. Okay. Newsflash: You have no. less time. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> As a uh-huh. owner. Oh yeah. You don't. You're not free. Mm-hmm. You're not free. You're free in different perspectives, but you're not free. Your time is a little bit more limited. Mm-hmm. You actually don't have the the time that you think to do whatever. You can't mm-hmm. just wake up at noon and decide you're going to start working. Right. Like, right. Well, that's half a day. That's like the whole day mm-hmm. for some people because uh-huh. you got to hit the money, right? right. I'm going to be my own boss. I'll do what I want. Mm-hmm. No, no, oh. no. Because your boss now becomes the people that mm-hmm. hire your services or um or buy your products. I mean, mm-hmm. your boss becomes your clients. Mm-hmm. Your boss is the person that's paying you and who pays you, your customers and your clients pay you. They become your boss. Right. So they dictate what, what they want, mm-hmm. when they want, how they want it. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, Deb, there was a, a pretty massive pivot because of the, the, the pandemic mm-hmm. where, you know, even in our own company, I had to as step back and I had to meet with the team. I was like, okay, we have to, we got to change some things around mm-hmm. because now that people are always home, Mm -hmm. they, they want to receive communication and results even that much more faster. Right. So we had to really increase our communication. Mm -hmm. People did not want to wait two, three weeks Mm -hmm. for you to see you or to follow, get a Mm follow-up. And I can tell you a three-day response time felt like three months. Mm -hmm. Right. So now you've had to really pivot mm-hmm. and change a lot of things so that you can meet the needs. And that's really important 
um, in business, being fully aware of what your business is doing. And like you said, why did you get into business? And I can tell you, if you got into business to get rich or to make money, you're going to be brokenhearted and highly yeah, disappointed. You're going to go back into working for somebody else before too long. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and, and the sad part is you might have an absolutely fabulous idea, but because yeah. it wasn't implemented right, it's it's not going to work, um, you know. And and usually the idea is you've been somewhere and you thought I can do that better, <laughs> you know? and and you might be able to. I mean, you know, I worked in in advertising and marketing agencies, and I thought not really that I could do it better, but I could do it different. And and I really could pick who I wanted to work with, you know, things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, understanding all of those other things that you had to deal yeah. with. Now, I was fortunate that I had held um, several administrative positions. So I'd been in charge of payroll. I had done a lot of things that, that you know, maybe a lot of people aren't used to doing. But, but yeah, I mean, when when you're responsible for it and, you know, another one of the, the, the myths that, that you talk about is the fact that as the owner of the business, you get paid last. <laughs> and, oh, you know, don't open it. Don't open yeah. those can of worms. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you have got to take care of everything else first. You know, and if there's yeah. a couple pennies left, well, maybe you get to go to Starbucks. <laughs> maybe, maybe you can go get a quick coffee at McDonald's. Let me let me expand on that. I got to tell you, it, it. I understand the 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 mindset of interviews. People don't intentionally pay themselves last. Mm-hmm. It kind of just happens. And right. then it becomes this habit mm-hmm. that you pay everyone else and then you pay yourself last. Mm-hmm. And I remember when that, that reality hit me so strong. I remember mm-hmm. I was, I was in my office, I my home office, obviously. And I, I was paying everybody. Everybody was mm-hmm. getting paid. Mm-hmm. Everyone was sending their bill. Everybody was getting paid. And I remember got down to the wire and I wanted to attend an event. I wanted mm-hmm. to attend a, a like a, a conference for business. Right. Mm-hmm. The ticket was $99. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Not bad at all for mm-hmm. the quality of content again. And can I just tell you, I didn't have the $99. Ooh, Ooh I didn't painful. Have, and, but yet I was sitting here writing checks mm-hmm. and paying bills online. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone else got paid. And I, <laughs> couldn't go to a conference that I really, really wanted mm-hmm. to go that they had the information I wanted. They had the resource I wanted because that was going to benefit me. And it was that moment I said, you know something, this is never happening mm-hmm. again. Right. And so from that point forward, I'm, I stopped and I said, okay, I get paid because I am taking all the risk. Mm-hmm. I'm doing all this work and I cannot keep exhausting mm-hmm. myself. So I had right. to get to the point where one, I learned money, mm-hmm. I learned business finances, and mm-hmm. then I learned what it really meant to, to manage payroll and how to do a real budget, mm-hmm. a budget for business. And so at that point, I restructured a lot of things. And then mm-hmm. I started cataloging, you get paid. I am the owner, I have to get paid first. Mm-hmm. And then everyone else will fall under. The mm-hmm. other thing I learned behind that I've learned, and I say it still to this day, if I can't afford you, I will not have you. Mm-hmm. That's it. If I can't afford you, I won't have you. I will go do what needs to be done, sell more Mm -hmm. products, sell services, make more money so Mm -hmm. I can afford you. But when I say if I can't afford you, that also means I am not going to shortchange myself because- When we when we shortchange ourselves and we don't take a salary as the owner of the business, mm-hmm. well, how how do we pay our rent or our mortgage? Right. How do we pay for our car? How do mm-hmm. we pay for gas? How do we pay for a simple ninety nine dollar conference we want to go right. to? Uh-huh. How do we go for lunch and dinner? Mm-hmm. I always remember 
your business is your salary, Mm -hmm. right guys? Your business is your salary. And so if you are not drawing a salary from your company, where else are you going to get paid? Right. And the reality of it is on paper, your business may have generated, say, say your business brought in a hundred thousand, but when you go to the tax document where it says, here's my self-employment, here's my Mm -hmm. paperwork. And it shows you only, you only materialize $20,000. You can't buy a house. You can't buy a car. You can't do anything Mm -hmm. because they're looking at you. You didn't make any Mm -hmm. money. Like you're not, you have the money. You might have an extremely successful business, but your personal income was, was very low very low. Mm -hmm. So you always want to be careful with that. Because again, if you're, especially if you're like, I have to do something or, Mm -hmm. you know, I talk about how to scale the business and Mm -hmm. how to, how to position yourself. And here's a principle that I truly believe. And that I also, I transfer this knowledge to my clients and when I'm doing workshops, if you, the business owner, you are not constantly growing and developing Mm -hmm. yourself. You are now a liability to the business. Right. You're not an asset. You're a liability because you're not growing. You're not advancing. Mm-hmm. You're not developing yourself. You're not learning how to run the business stronger, better, mm-hmm. uh, be more efficient, be more agile, right? Mm-hmm. You're not doing that. So therefore mm-hmm. now you become a liability to the right. business. You're not an asset. Yeah. You wouldn't want an employee doing that. So why should you do it? Exactly. So mm-hmm. we want to be careful with that. So those are things I am so passionate about these things. I mean, these are things I could talk about these for hours. I'm so <laughs> passionate because I feel that as a small business community, um, even though the information is out there, mm-hmm. it's just out there scattered all over. Right. And um, some we get bits and pieces of information. Mm-hmm. And then you'll, you know, a perfect example, right, Deb? I remember a couple of years back, um, there was a celebrity and the celebrity who has all this money behind them and they got sponsors behind them and investors behind them and all this stuff. The celebrity was marketing a uh, a concept Mm -hmm. and stating that this concept was relevant to the small business and the small business owner didn't have to Mm -hmm. do this. And all they had to do was that. And the caption was, um, almost to the effect that you can start your coaching or consulting business. And in, in six months, I, in six months, I, I closed $500,000 of products or services. Mm-hmm. And so of course that day people was like, Ooh, we click. Right. I yeah, do I can do that too. I can do I half do that. I can do half that and be happy. Right. <laughs> right. And so the, you, you would see all these people going, going, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, so I said, well, let me see what they're saying, mm-hmm. because I want to see what, what y'all, what are you promising? Mm-hmm. And when I looked and they were promising all this stuff that really was, could not be done in the mm-hmm. time frame. Mm-hmm. If you have investors and backers and all the staff to do all this mm-hmm. stuff, sure. You right. probably can. Right. But when you're a small business and mm-hmm. you're like, I don't have a 3 million, uh, 3 million followers. And I don't have an asset of 15, mm-hmm. a $17 million asset. And I, right. I don't, I can't do that. And so mm-hmm. we, as business owners, we do have to be careful who we're listening to and who mm-hmm. we're following. That's kind of like when I went to school, right, Deb, you went mm-hmm. to college. I went back to school. I got my MBA mm-hmm. and I remember they were like, Oh, you froze hey, there you for a second. Take a course on entrepreneurship professor. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, how come? Okay, I was saying I'm I'm in class mm-hmm. with the professor, and this is my first day in entrepreneurship mm-hmm. class, and I'm sitting here and I'm listening, and by this time I was I was in business for myself about four years or so, and I'm listening. I said, wait a second, this guy, 
this guy doesn't know anything about business. He's never had a business a day in his life. Right. And so I started asking, I'm like, okay, when, when did you start your business? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. When, when did you close? Like, why did you close? Right. Okay. So, and then he responded, I didn't have a business. I just studied. And I said, so professor. you know nothing mm-hmm. about real entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, with all due respect, I am going to exit this class never to return. And I left. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I disenrolled from the class. You can't teach me entrepreneurship. You've never been an entrepreneur. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I say that to we all as business, we have to be very careful who we're listening to, who we're following. Um, if you're not, if you're trying to follow the footsteps of a celebrity, mm-hmm. well, you have to have the same environment mm-hmm. and context as a celebrity to achieve what they did in a certain right. time. Right. So just be real careful. Or, or even just somebody very successful. Um, you know, we, we all buy the books. We listen to the podcasts of the people who, who have been very successful. They've also been working at it for many years. Yes. Um, you know, all these various things. And, and they're not intending to say, you could be like me tomorrow, but yeah, we do forget that, you know, they, they've got 2 million Facebook followers, but it took them 10 years to, um, you know, and, and, or, you know, all these various things. And, and I mean, there's no get rich quick schemes. Um, you know, now granted the, the, the lotto is what half a billion dollars or something like that. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it, it takes, a lot of sweat equity. And I don't care what your business is. I mean, you you have to work at it. And it comes back to what we were saying earlier. You have to take it seriously. Right. Um, you know, I remember, you know, like naming my business. Somebody, yes. you know, I I and you know, I don't remember this this woman's name, but she provided me with, you know, such great information. But you know, she said, You you can't do business as your name. Now the funny thing is I do now, but, um, but yeah, when, but my company is wise women communications and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I, I worked hard on figuring out what the name would be, you know, all these various things. Um, and part of that, you know, but, but she said, you know, if if you're just saying, well, Hey, you know, I'm Deb Creer, make your check out to me then you're yeah. not serious. Um, you know, we had somebody come and, and do some work around the, the, the house here a couple of days ago, business card, business name, all these various things. The check was made out to him. Um, now there's a variety of reasons why people do that. We won't go into, you know, okay, let's go into that. There could be some tax ramifications, folks. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. and, and so, yeah, because he, that meant that he probably put that money into his personal checking account, exactly. um, you know, and and so, you know, you you just don't, I mean, you know, there's there's all these various things. I mean, you know, one of the things you need to invest in to at least, you know, chat with somebody about is a business attorney and a CPA. Um, you know, they're, they're going to give you the, the good information. They're going to say, you need to incorporate, here's what you need to incorporate as, because, you know, back to anything that you do, you know, whether it's a landscape or whether it's a service provider, like, like you and I, people can sue us. I don't want them taking my house. Right. Um, I don't want them yeah. taking my house. I don't want them to come take my dog. Yeah. I mean, like you can't yeah. take my assets here. Yeah. My yeah. You know, and so, and so well, that's why you incorporate folks. You know, that's why you pay the hundred bucks, the 20 bucks, the whatever. I was so proud when I got mine. So, you know, so when I started my business, it was before the internet. Um, so it's been a long time ago. And so I trotted my little self. Actually, we did have the internet, but you FTP things and it was horrible and awful. And certainly, you know, I mean, this was 25 years ago. 
So I trotted my little self down to the Secretary of State's office um, in Colorado and paid my 30, 60 bucks. I mean, whatever it was, filled out the piece of paper. I mean, this as a, as you know, as a small woman-owned business, it was really pretty simple. I had no board of directors, nothing like that. Right. And I handed her my check and she literally handed me the tape from the cash register. and and it says you know like 30 and it's blue ink it's i'm sure it's long gone somewhere i have that little piece of paper i should have framed it that would have been fun but you know and so i get this little like two by three inch piece of paper that basically says i'm now a business and i'm like well that was fun (laughs) what an experience (laughs) but it was it was still important because it meant that i took my business seriously so then other people would take it seriously too um you know and and you talk in your book a lot about that because there's so many things that that can cross um you know like what your voicemail is you know does your and and let's be honest it is so easy to have more than one telephone number right now you can have a free google number um i used to teach at at metro state university in, in colorado Okay. And I taught communications and, um, you know, so we're going through the, the, the uh, job interview part of the, the class. And for some unknown reason, I had like two women in my class and all the rest were guys. I didn't know why. Um, I mean, it's not like they were looking at me going, Ooh, we want to be in your class. Um, and, but I said, you know, okay. So how many of you, you know, you're filling out a job application, you put your phone number down, they call and the voicemail message says, dude, I can't take your call right now. And like half the (laughs) class put up their hands. And I said, no, 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 no. I said, you can keep that number because all your dudes need to know how to find you. I said, but you're going to go get a Google voice number, which is free. And that's going to be your, hello, this is Deb Creer. I can't take your call right now. Um, You know, just things like that. So, you know, if you're using your cell phone as your business number, you know, mine says, hello, you have reached the office of Wise Women Communications and Deb Creer. You know, so it's and and because I do business as Deb Creer, I mean, you know that, that you know, but but yeah, I mean, just and and the other, you know, the the, the one of the the best pieces of advice that that person was was telling me when I started up my business was start my bank account, and yes, you need your own bank account. Um, mm-hmm. And she said, start it in a different bank, absolutely, because if it's in the same bank that your personal stuff is in, it gets really easy peasy to mix and mingle those funds. Um, well, not, and, only that, not only that yeah. you mix and mingle, but also say, for mm-hmm. instance, you right. um, you have some form of a tax liability mm-hmm. or something right. like that, right. that you haven't paid. If mm-hmm. you have the money sitting in the same exact bank mm-hmm. account as your personal, yep. um, that money is fair game and mm-hmm. that money can be taken from your right. personal, you can mm-hmm. crisscross accounts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's also, it really is not in the best interest to do right. that, but right. And it's so easy now. I mean, it was easy 20 years ago to, to go in and open a separate account. Now, I mean, you do it online. You know, they, they there's there's tons of banks. They don't, people don't care who your bank is. They just want to know, okay, what's the account you number? Have account, right? um, well, also another thing too, if, if you have a, a company that uh, any, you know, anyone that's listening, that's thinking, you know, I, I'm planning on doing bigger, bigger mm-hmm. things with the business and I want to do like larger contracts mm-hmm, and things mm-hmm. of that nature, you know, things are going to be required. You're going to have to have right. a business. You have to have, have a tax ID number. Mm-hmm. 
You have a tax ID number. You have to have business insurance. You Mm -hmm. have to have a business license. So, you know, if you're thinking I'm going to scale the business and do something stronger and Mm -hmm. really, you know, go out to some larger contracts, these are things that are going to be required. So it really would behoove you to to Mm -hmm. really think, okay, let me separate the business from personal because Mm -hmm. then you'll begin to take it more seriously as well others will too. Mm -hmm. Right, right. You know, and then of course the 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 primary thing that that you talk about um is the brand. Yes. Um you know, and and all of these things because again, that's I think where so many people struggle, especially if you are a one person business. Is the brand Natasha or is the brand your company? That's a good question. And you know, and and, and you actually started as another company and and yeah. rebranded, renamed you know, and that's, it's, it is something that, you know, we all, you know, we've, we've heard people say, you know, your, your brand is what people think about when they're, when someone says, Hey, tell me about Natasha, um, you know, or tell me about impact branding, you know, all of those various things, you know, clearly with big companies, you know, we think, well, Nike is just do it. I don't, you know, and, and they do shoes. I, you know, you don't, you know, the Coca-Cola, I mean, you think of their brand as in their logo, um, but the, you know, then there are other things that you think of. And, and so talk to us about why establishing a brand is so important and so important so early on in, in the process. You know, until um, I got into business and started really diving into branding, I didn't realize how valuable and important it is. Mm-hmm. So it is highly important once you start the business is to think about think about the brand as its own entity, right? As a person, pr- place, or thing. Mm-hmm. The brand is a noun; it's a person, place, or thing. So, mm-hmm. what is the personality of the company of the mm-hmm. brand? Right. Mm-hmm. That's another real reason why you don't want to just slap your name on it and, mm-hmm. and call it the Natasha Davis company. You know. Right. Now, don't get me wrong; there are certain instances where that does flow well. Right. But right. for mm-hmm. Better part of things, you really need to have a separate company mm-hmm. name. The other thing that you want to look at is as you're branding the company, you need to be distinguishable. Mm-hmm. You know, how do I distinguish you from the masses and mm-hmm. from other people? And I don't know, really important even now, because we're so saturated mm-hmm. with business and, and everyone's in the industry and doing things, it's even more important to brand because it will help you mm-hmm. to stand out. So you don't look like a me also in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. You are a me only. And so it the brand piece is going to also give you that long-term perspective. Mm-hmm. And as a company, any company, you have the personal brand, you have the company brand, you have the product brand, you have the mm-hmm. service brand. Mm-hmm. And these are things that you want to think about when you're building out your business and you say to yourself, the personality of this company. And, and people think I'm crazy when I, I take my clients, that's okay, here's our project. Here's what we're doing. I want you to give your company a voice, a distinguishable voice. Right. And I have them right through mm-hmm. What is the personality of your brand? Is your is your personality gender specific? Is it a female? Is it a male? Mm-hmm. Um, what's the tone and the cadence? Mm-hmm. What's what's the feeling that right. your brand gives off? So if your personality, the brand, the mm-hmm. company is one that gives off the feeling of confidence, encouragement, empowerment, mm-hmm. then that is how you have to live. That's mm-hmm. that's the message that has to come through. Here's the other thing: when you develop a, a clear voice for Mm -hmm. this particular 
company, the mm-hmm. person, the identity, right? It also guides you on who you're going to work with, who you're going to hire. Until you know that mm-hmm. you'll hire anybody right. and you'll work with everybody. Mm-hmm. And anyone who knows that if you don't have a clear, tight market, like a target market or a mm-hmm. niche, you don't make enough money because right. you're too generic. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows you for anything. Mm-hmm. And so you start, you don't wait until Till you have X number of clients and you don't wait until you have whatever mm-hmm. you look at your brand now, develop it in the beginning stages. If you are surpassed startup and you're in the place where you're like, Hey, I'm stabilizing my business. I'm, I'm going towards advancement and scaling it. And you like, I need to really clear up the message about who we are. Mm-hmm. Then it's time to start. As soon as you realize you don't have a real brand, that's the time to start. Mm-hmm. And so if anyone's here listening and you're like, hey, let me think about this business thing. If you are 100% serious and you're going to jump into business, make it your business to define the voice of your company Mm -hmm. as you're starting up. Don't wait until you start and then you figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, Branding and and the whole principle of branding, because it has been commingled with things such as marketing and commingled with advertising, Mm -hmm. People like to use these words interchangeably. And let me share with you, branding is not the same thing as marketing. And it is not the same thing as advertising. There's three different things. Mm -hmm. And in essence, branding comes before marketing Mm -hmm. and then marketing comes before advertising. So what happens in the small business community? They market first, Mm -hmm. then they advertise then they realize I have no brand mm-hmm. and then they go back and they brand. Mm-hmm. And so that's where businesses end up failing because they're spending so much money trying to capture market share and they're failing. They're failing at it. They're losing at it because they're not g- grabbing hold of it. Why? Because the marketplace, the industry, they don't know you. Mm-hmm. Your voice is not familiar. Right. I don't know what to come to you for. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your specialty is. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your expertise is because you've m- become a generalist. Mm-hmm. And so when we think about these things, think about branding is where you create the customer awareness. It creates the preference. And, and it, it is through branding that you develop profitability. Mm-hmm right? Marketing is going to turn the promise, right? Of what you're saying. I promise Mm -hmm. that I'm going to do this for you. I promise you're going to get this. It turns the promise into revenue. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then when you have captured market share and people recognize you, they know who you are, they Mm -hmm. utilize you, then you can expand market share by advertising Mm -hmm. because advertising, all advertising does is make a public announcement. Mm -hmm. And so if you're trying to use advertising to enter a market into a market where nobody knows you, mm-hmm. you're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars and you're not going to achieve it and you're not right. going to get a return on your investment. Mm-hmm. And so companies have tried it. Mm-hmm. They failed. They've lost a lot of money on, on their back. Um, we know the case that I don't know if many people know, but you guys know the case study of GE where they poured millions of dollars into online advertising mm-hmm. without having a clear brand and a clear target audience and message. I think they were upwards of two or $3 million in advertising dollars before mm-hmm. they realized, hold on, stop the presses. Mm-hmm. This is not working. Mm-hmm. This is not working. And it took them almost $3 million. I think it was $3 million later to realize, okay, this is not working. We, we can't capture the market this way. Right. So they stopped, mm-hmm. went back to the drawing board and did it correctly. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and look at how many companies run ads during the Super Bowl. I mean, that's that's the you know the the grandest of all. You know, if and and they're in you know they might be cute, they might be clever, but 
usually absolutely nothing comes from it unless you're a Budweiser, a Coca-Cola, right. an Apple, an established brand. An established brand. Yep. yep. You know, and, and so you, you know, just you, spent your, your <laughs> marketing budget for many years probably on a Super Bowl <laughs> ad. Now, it's going to be yeah. interesting this year. You know, uh, yeah, we have a Super Bowl, but this is just going to be very bizarre. But um, it's going to be very different. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and, but, you know, it's, it, it is, you know, they, they did these ads. These were really cool, but you don't remember. I was talking to somebody the other day about, now this was, this is probably, this might be before your time. Um, the herding cats ad that ran during the Super Bowl. And, you know, and, and there, you know, and, and I love it. I mean, we all think, oh my gosh, you know, it's horrible and awful to herd cats. Cute ad. I think it won all sorts of awards. I mean, all sorts of things. 30 seconds after it ran, y'all went, now, who is that for? And and it didn't match in the slightest. It was for EDS, which is like a data storage company. Now, I guess maybe that does kind of match herding cats, but there was never a tie in to right. the ad and to to the the marketing message and the brand. Um, you know, and, and so yeah, they won awards on the ad. Did they get customers because of it? Who knows? Um, but yeah, you know, why why waste millions? Why waste ten bucks? Yeah, they did a study on that, like the advertisement that companies, they did the study. That type of advertising is just goodwill. It's it's staying yeah. relevant mm-hmm. in the market. They spend right. a lot of money on the comedy mm-hmm. behind it. But to be honest, um, even a small business can't even afford an ad, a Super Bowl ad, <laughs> much less. So because, I mean, the amount of money that it takes to to get that oh, um, yeah. and, and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I just wanted to make sure that, as as we are running business or we're starting mm-hmm. business or we're growing business, definitely keep things into perspective mm-hmm. and realize that business is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. However, it's not going to be easy. It, it has its ups and downs. Mm-hmm. You have to be intentional. You have to be consistent. Hard work. You have to work hard and make it a habit to work hard. You can't go all in for a week and be like, oh, this is not working. Right. It's consistent. Mm-hmm. You have to the rate and every quarter and mm-hmm. every year your focus is getting better. Mm-hmm. How do I make my best even better? How do we deliver better products and services? Mm-hmm. Are we are we do we need to deliver a new product or mm-hmm. service? Also, does the marketplace really know who we are? Mm-hmm. Um, a great question that we ask what have we done consistently to attract new leads? Have we done anything mm-hmm. on a daily basis to attract new leads? Uh, what are we doing? You know, how are we, how are we making more money next mm-hmm. year? Because a, a company that becomes stagnant becomes stale. Mm-hmm. If you're making the same amount of money every single year, year after year, you're not, it's not like you're, mm-hmm. you're not killing it here. Right. You know, right. you know, mm-hmm. You're not, you're not really doing it because in business, as with anything, just like if you're working somewhere, mm-hmm. you don't want to get paid the same salary every single year. You want to raise. You want to raise. Point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want an annual raise, mm-hmm. right? Whatever that looks like. It's the same thing in business. Mm-hmm. Every year you have to be moving up the chain. You have to make more money every year, which means you can hire more people. You mm-hmm. can serve more customers. You can grow the business right. and really advance the company and definitely paying attention to your brand, your messaging, your actions, um, just just be very careful. Be diligent. Get help. Mm-hmm. Get help. You don't know everything. Right. Um, I believe that business owners should have coaches and mentors. Mm-hmm. You can't do it alone, and you can't navigate this entire world by yourself of business. There's things you don't know. Right. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, we've been talking, you know, I don't know how to, I don't know how to do my taxes now. I haven't done my taxes in 25 years. Um, you know, and, and, but you know, I, I always tell people, you know, we wouldn't try and operate on ourselves. Now, I don't know, you might, you're an RN, but you know, we, we don't, you know, and it's not, Hey, I can watch a YouTube video and know how to do open heart surgery. No, <laughs> you, know, you still have somebody else who does that. Um, no, not even. <laughs> You know, and it, or right. even if it's just change a battery right, in your car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what those experts are out there for. And that's why, mm-hmm. you know, why we work with them is they are those experts. They have that knowledge, that training, that skill, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, and, and so we don't have to do it, um, you know, and, and, but it takes planning. I mean, you know, one of the things you mentioned is, you know, you've got this great lead strategy, mm-hmm. but then you have to know what to do with it. Because you might get your pile of business cards when you went to that convention, right? We actually went to those things. Um, but then what do you do with it? You know, right. and, and, you know, all of those various things, because that's, you know, and, and I think that's where people struggle too, is they go and, you know, they get enthused, they get all these contacts and then what do they do with it? Um, right. You know, you mentioned that, you know, follow up now, especially with everybody at, you know, working from home, it has shortened. Um, you know, you, you meet somebody in a zoom thing and if you don't connect with them on LinkedIn, 10 minutes later, they've forgotten who you are. And right, but even when you connect, they're like, who are you? He's like, are right. you serious? Uh, yeah, yeah. And so that's why I always tell people, that's why you tell them, hey, I just saw you on, you know, X, you know, Zoom conference. It wasn't that great. Didn't you like the speaker? And I'd like to connect with you on LinkedIn. Um, you yeah. know, remind them because we aren't quite as memorable as we think we are. We sure aren't. <laughs> That's a we good wish. one, Deb. Like. We wish, we wish, yeah. Um, but, but cool. Well, you know, one of the things, and, and we've only got about five minutes left in the program, um, is, you know, we've been talking about, we don't know everything. We, you know, we can't figure all these things out. And I think especially with small business owners, I mean, you know, unless they're starting a small business in marketing and branding, that's not something they know. So they need to go to a company like yours. So tell us more about what you do and how people find you. Awesome. So people, I'm again, people can find me. I'm all over the place, but you can find me anywhere. But my website is impactbrandingconsulting.org. That's impactbrandingconsulting.org. And so what we do is we work with companies that are seeking to align the performance of the company with the vision of the leader. Mm -hmm. And so we do the strategic planning. Mm -hmm. We make sure that the day-to-day operations are streamlined. We make sure the systems and processes are in place. And sometimes we have systems and processes in place, but they're not working Mm -hmm. and they're not delivering the return on investment we need. We help companies put um, measures in place so they can monitor daily operations because that's really how we can manage the growth of a business. Uh, We close financial gaps. We close Mm -hmm. a lot of those performance gaps as well. And so we do what's called end-to-end strategic branding. Mm. And so we stand in that place where we can support companies from the top all the way down. Mm -hmm. And again, our whole goal is to make sure that the company uh, is performing the way that the the leader is Mm -hmm. envisioning it to perform. Seeing it in our mind is one Mm -hmm. thing, but seeing it with our actual Mm -hmm. eyes day to day, definitely making Mm -hmm. that is, that's what lights me up every day. Cool. (laughs) And and I'm assuming you can do this virtually now. (laughs) 
Oh, we've always done, you know, because we've serviced clients in other countries mm-hmm. as well. And so um, we've always had a virtual component mm-hmm. to our business, of course. So that's not new to us. Okay. Um, yeah, definitely not new to us. Uh, we've always incorporated a virtual component. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that now the when we were trying to do a little less virtual, now we're 100%, mm-hmm. or I should say 95% virtual. Right. Because uh, we do what's called monthly um, strategic action review. So we mm-hmm. do a strategic meeting every month with our clients. Mm-hmm. So we do that uh, virtually with video mm-hmm. live and we cover everything because mm-hmm. we don't want to miss anything that should be right. happening. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and of course, the importance about working with a company like yours is as the leader, you know, whether you're, you know, the leader of the team, the business or whatever, we get lost in the the overall and we don't see what's going on kind of in those weeds. And, you know, and and that's where you can come along and go, oh, you know, especially since you do the the top to bottom type of thing. It's like, you know, this is great, but Mm -hmm. stuff's not getting mailed out. Or your email server doesn't work, or you're not, you know, you find those little things that, you know, that the business owner might not even know exists, or they assume is working, you know, all those various things. Yeah, we do. We, we see the blind spots for our clients. Um, mm-hmm. And we work, we do work with the leader, the CEO or mm-hmm. the, the lead executive. And that's who we work with to make sure the company is advancing accordingly. And seeing someone's blind spots is the most valuable thing that I can bring to the table because mm-hmm. when you're in the thick of it and you're in the day-to-day operations, you're not seeing all those right. other things. So having someone to come in and they can step back and look mm-hmm. at the entire landscape mm-hmm. makes a big difference because when you're in the day-to-day operations, your head is down, you're in it. You don't see what's happening on mm-hmm. the left. You don't see what's happening on the right. The only time you see it is when it becomes a crisis mm-hmm. and you've, you're either losing money or you're losing clients massively, mm-hmm. or it's a crisis. Mm-hmm. That's the only time that I see it. So we really come in to support our leaders and um, really being that right brain, that extra brain, mm-hmm. and we see their blind mm-hmm. spots and help them to avoid those costly mistakes. Right. You know, and it, it, it's one of those things now, I think where, I mean, you know, we're what, 10 months into the pandemic, whatever. <laughs> um, and I think it's going to be you know another six at least, but businesses had to in one day for the most part, I mean, right, just completely dramatically shift. And, you know, and they discovered, okay, we're going to send everybody home, but, oh gosh, we all, they all have desktop computers. We send them home, right. Hey, you yeah. know, and I mean, I talked to somebody, they were six months into it and she still didn't have a desk chair. Um, she had a folding chair that she was, and I'm like, okay, for one thing, I would have gone and bought a chair, but, um, you know, and, and, you know, or they don't have monitors, they, you know, all of these various things. And so I think a lot of holes were discovered very quickly, you know, and I mean, who would have known, okay, we, people needed computers that, that we could move home, but did we know what the processes were? You know, one of the things that I've done with my company in the past is figured out, okay, if X person all of a sudden is no longer at your company, maybe they're on vacation, maybe they drop over dead, you know, maybe they quit. What were they doing? You know, what, what was their function in the company? Um, You know, and can you survive without them? And I think that's what a lot of companies went Oh, we didn't know that Bob really needed to talk to Sue on Tuesdays because a form had to be filed on Wednesdays because the form just got filed on Wednesdays. I mean, you know, they didn't realize all those things. So, um, so that work 
understanding workflow. You're right. It's a lot of things. Understanding workflow, mm-hmm. understanding sequencing, what goes first. There, there's a sequence to everything. What right. goes first, right? What mm-hmm. comes next? Mm-hmm. And when people are doing everyday, day-to-day, just going, 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 mm-hmm. unfortunately, they do mm-hmm. forget the sequence. The other thing right. that doesn't happen is documentation. Mm-hmm. It's not documented. It's sitting in someone's head. Right. And like you said, if something mm-hmm. happens... Who knows what to do? And they're running around. So the pandemic really did shift up a lot of right. things and it uncovered and mm-hmm. unveiled a lot mm-hmm. of things, a lot of issues and companies like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. we don't know that, or we mm-hmm. didn't know this and things of that right. nature. And a lot of people hoped that it would pass in 30 days. And here I know, we right. Are. Two weeks, right? We were told this is going to take two weeks and we all went, yeah, right. <laughs> Here we are. What a couple more months? It'll be a whole year, Uh and people. There are some companies they will never go back in office. They've completely Mm -hmm. to a hundred percent work from home. Mm -hmm. But guess what happens? Like you said, you go work from home, but you never had a work from home environment. So now you have to completely uh, reconfigure that. Um, And not only are you working from home, your spouse is working from home. You've got two point eight kids that are home. You know all these various (laughs) things, and your internet goes. on at the same time. (laughs) I was talking to somebody who um, her husband was home. She was home. Her four kids were home. And she said, our Wi-Fi went, no, not going to (laughs) happen. You're right. Again, money, right? That's why you need money because these things happen. Mm -hmm. But I think that, um, you know, there is a lot a lot to business. Um, business is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And if you if you can just get a handle on the things and, and to work on developing a turnkey business, mm-hmm. you, if you can pick one aspect to make that as automated, as mm-hmm. turnkey, as systematic as possible, then you move on to the next right. and then you move on to the next. Mm-hmm. But um, the first step is getting help and acknowledging that we don't have it all together. Um, and that's really important. That's right. really important. And as you're building your brand, the whole focus is to be relevant around mm-hmm. now decisions. Mm-hmm. Be relevant around now decisions as you're building your brand. I love it. I love it. Well, normally I ask for final thoughts, but that was a great final thought. Um, so, you know, I've been having a wonderful time talking with Natasha Davis. You can get more information at impactbrandingconsulting.org impactbrandingconsulting.org. As I said, I've been having a great conversation with Natasha Davis. I'm Deb Creer. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.